You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. Welcome to It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth and Brenthurst Wealth is South Africa's top boutique wealth manager from Brenthurst Wealth in Cape Town is Aidan Freswick. And Aidan, you want to go back to basics and I like that because you can always come up with all different fancy strategies and structures which have their place, of course. But unless you've got a good foundation of the basics of personal finance and investing, then really you're a little bit lost. And you say in your introduction... Now, many studies have shown that South Africans are underfunded for retirement and only around 6% of South Africans can afford to retire comfortably. 6% is tiny, 94% is huge. So in other words, 94% of people going into retirement age and beyond are probably rather nervous about how they're going to survive in the future. That's a little bit perturbing to me, Aidan. Good morning, Lindsay, and good morning to your listeners as well. Thank you. One of our uh, main focuses are to educate clients and and the general public out there. Um, and and as you point out, ninety four percent is quite a huge number. But similarly, um, it is an opportunity for us to educate that majority of the population to you make them aware that making use of a financial advisor goes a long way and um, gives them a better chance of achieving a successful retirement because you know of course you know one of everybody's or one of every South African's objectives in life is to have a comfortable retirement and to maintain a similar standard of living that they have today um, in the employment life Um, so I just thought you know going back to basics What does an advisor do? What are the benefits that can be added to each and everyone's lives by making use of an appropriate financial planner? So that'll be the topic of discussion today. Very good. Well, I look forward to that. Uh, What does an advisor do? We'll come to that in a second. But um, let's talk about the attitude of potential clients towards an advisor, because some people say, well, you know, I've gone through my whole life now and I've had a successful job and everything. Why do I need an advisor and have to pay a fee every month? That sort of attitude. Do you find that resistance from potential new clients? Absolutely. So, you know, one of the main considerations that that clients will have are, you know, the actual topic of fees. Uh, and that becomes quite sensitive, especially if a client is resistant to pay fees. But once we unpack the benefits of a financial advisor, they start seeing the value that it actually has in their life. And um, the fee becomes um, a very a very minority of the of the subject. So fees are one thing, but um, I just thought you know last year was quite a very tough year for clients and advisors in the sense that they had to stomach quite a bit of volatility in the market, depending on how much risk was taken. You know, global stock markets fell um, to to record lows, and um, if the client did not have a well diversified portfolio, um, the, the the negative performance may have been worse. So there's often a debate by clients or um, you know generally prospective clients out there that financial advisors should be able to predict when markets would be in a bear situation and when it will be in a bull situation. So we kind of have to then go back to basics as we've done in the introduction um, to understand what an advisor actually does. And one of the things that we do not do is step into the of a professional asset manager. So in simple terms, if somebody asks me what an advisor actually does, two things really stand out for me. Is Number one is that an advisor really helps the client to meet their objectives, where it may be short, medium or long term. 
And secondly is we help clients make better financial decisions. And that's pretty much the core of our skill set um, and where a professional asset manager will do unique stock selection. They will make asset allocation decisions. So that's the real differentiation. They don't necessarily deal with clients and understand their investment objectives and put together appropriate planning to make sure that the client meets their needs at the end of the day. So that's the key differentiation. So a financial planner would most likely never be able to predict when markets would fall and uh, of course when markets would um, would do very, very well. So the key is to have a well-diversified portfolio and that's something a wealth manager can assist with. This is very interesting because what you do then as a wealth manager rather than being an asset manager is you provide a framework, an infrastructure for a financial plan and then the asset manager comes in, but you also, I know at Brentos Wealth, have a very close relationship with certain fund managers that you scrutinize very, very carefully and then recommend that your client with the framework and the infrastructure in place should maybe have a look at. So for example, 91 or whatever the other ones are, you say, okay, they've done well over the years. They've got a great track record. Now the framework is in place. Let's have a look at where you invest your money. Is that right? Absolutely. So we actually have very, very close relationships with fund managers or asset managers, so to say, in the sense that we regularly attend their investment seminars and conferences that they put together so that we really can do our due diligence as a business so we can understand how they manage money, how they control risks and how they add value to clients' portfolios at the end of the day, because we need to understand those fundamentals. And, you know, another thing is that we also need to understand the human psychology of decision making in order to advise clients appropriately. We need to understand how they think, how they make decisions, and we need to tie our investment house view, our macroeconomic thinking in line with clients' expectations and objectives, and we formulate a well-diversified and constructed financial plan so that we can add value to clients' lives at the end of the day. How do you assess an asset manager? There are so many of them. There are boutique asset managers, just like you're a boutique wealth manager. There are these giant organizations. How do you actually go about assessing the appropriateness of them being part of your clients' lives? Sure. So there are many aspects of, um, you know, evaluating a fund manager. So and let's maybe divide this into three. So we look at a quantitative assessment. So we look at performance evaluation. Have they performed? Do they have a long term investment track record? Are they sticking to their mandate in the sense that some fund managers are very aggressive, some are conservative or some are very balanced? And we look at, you know, the, the type of um, holdings that they have in their fund. So, you know, is that in line with what we are thinking in terms of investing or Sure, or having a locally based portfolio. We look at the quality of the fund manager. So we conduct interviews to understand their view of the market. Does that actually tie up in line with our view of the market as Brentus Wealth? And we evaluate their investment management efforts. Um, and suitability of the fund to um, actually be added to our house view at Brentus. Then we look at the, um, you know, I would call it additional value attributes um, in the sense that what size of teams do these fund managers have? Do they have a strong, very well experienced asset management team? Do they have enough support staff? Um, what is the size of the fund? Is it too large that you know, they might not be able to make appropriate investment decisions within the fund, or is it small where they have the flexibility 
ability to move in and out of positions. So there's a whole range of things that we actually look for. But the main objective is, do they have a long-term track record of adding value to clients' portfolios? Is their macroeconomic view in line with ours? And what are the um, actual costs involved in making use of these fund managers, which is very important? How dynamic is the process? In other words, let's use football as an analogy. Do you have a promotion and relegation system? Some people uh, may be doing uh, very well, so they stay in your universe. Other people not doing so well, so they get relegated to the second division or even kicked out of the league, if you see what I mean. Does that happen? I'll give you an example. If there was a boutique asset manager who had one superstar who was doing so well and really defined the company itself, the asset management company, and then that person got poached by another, maybe bigger asset manager, would that immediately be a red flag for you? In other words, it's a dynamic situation is what I'm trying to establish here. Sure. Well, not necessarily because, you know, as you can imagine, uh, in career opportunities would always be something that is um, coming up all of the time. So fund managers sometimes leave um, small boutique asset management firms and join larger investment institutions. But if the actual management of the funds remain the same in line with the mandate, it shouldn't become a problem whether or not an asset manager moves from one firm to the other, unless there's a big fundamental change in how money will be managed within the fund. We might just go back and reconsider if it's still worthwhile using the fund um, or, you know, sometimes it's not always detrimental. Sometimes it's for improvements or enhancements of the funds. So it's always a case by case basis to see if it would still be a major crisis or if it's something that we can continue using um, to add value to our clients. Because we work for clients at the end of the day. We are paid by clients and nothing else. And that's the main objective is to add value to their lives at the end of the day. Very good point. You have to look after your clients. They are the reason that you have a job, Aidan. And very good. And it's very interesting to know, again, how fluid and dynamic the process is. It's constantly ongoing. In other words, you don't have this, right, you've got to be 65% in equities, 20% in bonds and the others in whatever. It's not like that at all. Now, let's have a look at your conclusion. It says here, by making use of an advisor, the client will ensure that investments are made in the correct vehicles and portfolios for a particular need goes a long way to ensuring the outcomes are met. That's what you say. And of course, your track record means that people believe this. And yeah, I think that if anyone has any problem with the idea of handing over his or her finances to a financial advisor, swallow your pride and do it. That's my message anyway. What do you think? Absolutely. And I think maybe just to um, to add one more point is that um, clients need to know what they can actually expect from a wealth manager when they come and approach a firm like Brain Trust Wealth, we really need to do our job and clients need to be aware that we've got a certain process to follow. And and let me just point this out because, you know, a lot of clients come to us and say, I've got a million rand now uh, today. What is the best place to invest that? So it's not as simple as saying invested offshore into a diversified um, share portfolio. It's not as simple as saying that. We have to really take it by case by case, um, understand the client's objectives, understand their sensitivity to taxation. We need to understand their risk profile and understand if they've got a medium or long-term investment objectives. And we also need to have a look at their estate planning. So it's really a well-rounded um, service offering that we can offer the client. But at the end of the day, we need to ensure that we tick all our boxes in terms of having a look at the client's risk profile, their investment objectives. And you know, sometimes we have to change the actual 
client's perceptive of investing when we actually do this analysis, because sometimes the client wants to invest offshore, they want to have an aggressive portfolio, but sometimes when we look at their risk appetite, they might be very conservative. So we might recommend something that is in line with their risk profile and not necessarily what they were looking for, because they may have seen an article that offshore markets are doing well, they want to be taking part of that. But when you start asking the question, if you can actually stomach a minus 20% negative return over a year or two, it might make them feel uncomfortable. So, you know, that's the value. And that's what we actually do as advisors to help the client make the appropriate investment decisions. And as you point out, um, ensuring that making use of an advisor helps the client at the end of the day to uh, ensure that their goals are met. Aidan, thanks so much for your insight this morning. Very interesting indeed. Aidan Freswick is from SA's top boutique wealth manager, Brenthurst Wealth. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company.